catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, April 22nd. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The COVID-19 pandemic left a mark on the experiences of Florida students graduating in 2022. Many of them are non-traditional students that had to overcome adversity during in-person and virtual college settings. I spoke with Fresh Take Florida's Melissa De La Cruz, who reported in conjunction with Daniela Savaris about how some of those students navigated college classes during a global health crisis. My latest story is about a collection of graduate students from uh, Florida universities who have overcome adversity and have amazing stories to tell. Could you tell me a little bit about who these students are and what they accomplished leading up to graduation? So Ashley Gonzalez, she's a Florida State University student. Um, her story is centered around the fact that she is a child of immigrants. She's a first generation and she always knew that she had to go to college. I think one of her more powerful quotes is just kind of these, this idea that was ingrained in her since she was little, like being the face of the family. She always knew she had to do something. So she kind of had that weight on her shoulders and she she started that process. She did her associates before she entered the university because she knew that would boost her chances. And then eventually she she got in and, and she her dream job would be becoming attorney general of the United States. So that's a pretty far goal for her. And it was really nice to hear um, her background. The next one is kind of what I think is one of the more unique stories because it is a non-traditional student. Her name is Jeanette Marie Reynoso. She's from um, UCF. So she started her story a little different because the first time she entered a college campus was in 2006 when she was 18. She prefaced this by saying she her mom abandoned her when she was 12. So um, she entered the foster care system at a very pivotal age and she eventually aged out of it and that's what pushed her to go to college. She, you know, bought an SAT book and practiced um, the SATs and then kind of knew that she had to go to college because she didn't have anything else lined up. And then eventually she kind of didn't fit in because she didn't have this guidance. She felt so insecure and she felt like if she told anybody, they would know that she was faking it. And she eventually failed within that first semester, dropped out, and then joined AmeriCorp to teach. Um, and eventually she, within the year, she got pregnant and kind of moved to Florida and then she had three kids. So life followed very soon after that. Um, but then somewhere along like four years ago when her, when her youngest was, you know, I think her youngest was, was, was pretty young, I guess, like a year or so. Um, she decided that she wanted to go into teaching and that she wanted to be able to be a teacher by the time that he was entering kindergarten, which is something that she has succeeded in. And then Yasmin Adams, she's from UF. She's a Machin scholar. She's a first generation. And she, her story was kind of interesting too, because she always knew that she had to go to college, but she didn't know what. So it was more about self-discovery and things like that, embracing change and just kind of like not being so hard on yourself. And the last one is just kind of like, well, what we subheaded as is, I kind of want to be the next Oprah, because that's just a, the best quote from her. Um, so it's Carrington Wiggum. She's from FAMU. She's like a legacy rattler. You know, like her grandparents went to FAMU. Her parents went to FAMU. You know, her dad was the student body president. So that was like a, a goal that she wanted to do. And she did. She became the student body president. And I think her story is really highlighted in the sense of 
what she did in lieu of the pandemic. She took advantage of the accessibility of everything. So within those two years, I mean, she's been a part of forums. She's talked alongside Dwayne Wade and Kiki Palmer. She's been the White House collegiate representative for a roundtable in uh, Tallahassee, which I thought was like, you can't even follow that up. She's also AT&T's Black Rising Future Maker, which is just a title given to influential like HBCU students around the nation. So she... She did a lot within these last two years, and she's a broadcast journalism student, so she wants to use her storytelling skills to just kind of uplift Black voices, Black entrepreneurs, and just minority voices. So, you know, kind of like the next Oprah <laughs> that we have lined up. And that's just kind of a collection of the students that we chose. What would you say should be the biggest takeaway from this story? So I think the biggest takeaway is just kind of... Um, it's a very like feel good inspirational story. It's just kind of like especially I especially wanted to resonate with people who have been in the, these positions, who have been first generation students, who are non traditional students, who are people who go into a campus and don't know their place. And also, I wanted to highlight the fact that these students, you know, were also a product of the pandemic. Like it was a half and half situation. Like first two years, if they were doing the four years because some of them did uh, graduate in three years was in person they got the full college experience and just when they were figuring it out boom like the rest of the two years were essentially on zoom so it's a different experience that nobody else is going to get that was fresh take florida reporter melissa de la cruz on non-traditional students graduating in 2022 now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state the Florida legislature on Thursday passed a bill that is stripping Walt Disney World of its self-governing status. According to WMFE, Governor Ron DeSantis added the issue onto the calendar for the legislative special session after the company spoke out against the Parental Rights in Education, or Don't Say Gay Law. The 25,000-acre district that previously encompassed Walt Disney World runs everything from fire protection to utilities and roads on property. The assets and debts from the district would fall to Orange and Osceola counties. St. John's County will receive $62 million in federal funding to repair erosion damage from a nor'easter, or northeast coastal storm, that hit in November. According to WJCT, the storm caused massive erosion along the shoreline, and waves reached up to 16 feet, which was some of the highest water since Hurricane Irma hit in 2017. About $37 million in funding from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers will be spent on rebuilding 2.5 miles of shoreline. Governor Ron DeSantis is recommending State Senator Manny Diaz to replace outgoing Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran. According to WFSU, Diaz has long been rumored to be a frontrunner for the job of heading the Department of Education. He is a prominent supporter of school choice and helped consolidate the state's private school tuition assistance programs last year. Subscribe to the Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.